Welcome to The Platform. I'm your host, Chad Balthrop, and we're doing our devotions together every Monday through Friday. We're following a really simple pattern. The pattern is this. We read a little bit of scripture, we make some observations about it, and then we pray that scripture back to our Heavenly Father. And here's my hope. My hope is that it's a pattern that you can follow yourself. I hope you'll do more than just do devotionals. I hope at some point you'll do a deeper study of each of these passages of scripture. But the reason we do a devotional like this with this very simple format is so that every day we can recalibrate our hearts and minds around the Word of God and what is God saying to us today. And as we come across passages of Scripture that we have questions about, that we realize, I should do a deeper study of this, we can mark those passages We can come back to them later so that we do something that takes a little bit more than just eight to 15 minutes, you know, where we're we're taking a look at it and not simply recalibrating our heart, but we're digging into every sentence and every word and the context of it and really discovering even more. Today, we're going to continue our study of or our look at 2 Thessalonians. The theme of 2 Thessalonians is to work while you wait. The church at Thessalonica was very interested in end times theology. They were a church that was facing persecution. They were excited about their return of Christ. And some of the people at the church there, because they were excited about the return of Christ and they were facing persecution, they had really stopped doing anything to help grow their faith or to help uh, serve their community. And so Paul was really instructing them and saying, hey guys, yes, Jesus is coming back, but we're not exactly certain when. We believe it will be soon and and soon is absolutely when it's going to be, but, but you need to remain faithful through this persecution and you need to remain faithful until Christ comes, not uh, not just kind of rest on your rest on your laurels and uh, waiting for him to show up. And so today we're in Second Thessalonians chapter two. We're going to read verses uh, five through twelve. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses five through twelve. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only. He who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the work of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 5 through 12. And the last time we talked about this, we were in the first part of uh, chapter 2, and, and Paul reveals that something incredible is going to happen before the second coming of Christ or before Christ returns for his church. What's going to happen is a falling away, and in that falling away, the son of perdition will be revealed. That's essentially the Antichrist that he's talking about there. And in verse 5, he's saying, remember, I I taught you these things while I was there. And then he says something really interesting in verse 6, and now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. In other words, there's something in our world today that restrains the son of perdition from being able to take his place in political and military and, and world world authority. There's something restraining him. And, and I'll tell you, uh, there's a lot of people who believe that the thing that is restraining him is the Holy Spirit of Christ. When it comes to the rapture and the tribulation, 
there are a number of views about when that will take place. One of those views is uh, is pre-tribulation, that the rapture will happen before the tribulation of Revelation uh, takes place. One of those views is uh, post-tribulation, the idea that the, ra- that the rapture of the church will take place afterwards. And then one of those is a mid-tribulation viewpoint, that the rapture of the church will take place in the middle of the tribulation. There, there are two sections to that. There's two three and a half years. Uh, the first three and a half section is called the tribulation. The second three and a half years is called the great tribulation. And there are some people, those who are pre-tribulation people, who will point to this passage and say that the rapture has to happen before the, the tribulation because it says right here that the one who restrains will be taken away. And if the one who restrains that will be taken away, if that's the Holy Spirit, then, well, as a believer in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is the seal of my salvation. He is the one who guarantees that I am one who has been saved. And if the Holy Spirit has to be removed from this world, then I got to go with him because I am irrevocably attached to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is irrevocably attached to me. Why do I know that? Well, I know that because the Bible tells me that the Holy Spirit is the seal of my salvation. It is the Spirit, the Bible says, that convicts the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. It is the Spirit that is the great counselor and the great comforter, the one who guides us into all truth. It is the Holy Spirit who reveals to us that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who loved us and died for us on the cross at Calvary so that we might be forgiven. It is the Holy Spirit that reveals that God is God and we are not. And so if in this moment, now this is the thing that I'm not certain of from a devotional perspective. I don't know if this is directly referencing the Holy Holy Spirit, or if it's directly referencing some other mechanism that God might use to be restraining evil in the world. One of the things I do see here very clearly is that Scripture says that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And whatever it is that is restraining the son of perdition, whatever it is that that is holding back this moment from happening, it absolutely sounds like that one who would convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And here's what happens. Verse 7, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the world. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is is according to the work of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. In other words, the Holy Spirit that reveals the truth, well, if that spirit is moved out of the way, it's replaced with a spirit of deception. There's nothing left. If the Holy Spirit is gone, there's nothing left to reveal to the heart of man, to to reveal to the heart of humanity that, that Satan is a liar and that God can be trusted. And so I don't know exactly when the rapture will happen. And I'm not confident yet because I just don't know for sure if this passage is talking about the Holy Spirit being removed from the world. But if he's being removed from, if, the, if this is the Spirit, then when the Spirit goes, I've got to go. And so does everyone who claims faith in Jesus Christ. And whether or not it's the Holy Spirit or not, in this moment, When the spirit of truth is removed from the world, the spirit of lawlessness, the spirit of deception, 
and strong delusion is all that's left. And so when it says, for this reason, God will send them strong delusion, the sending of his strong delusion isn't about something necessarily that God places on top of them. It's actually something God is withholding from them. It's not that he's causing them to believe a lie. It's that he's simply not revealing to them what the truth really is. And here maybe for me is the most terrifying part of this passage. It's verses 11 12, and 12. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all make, uh, that they may, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Here's the most fearful part. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And it makes very clear that there is a statute of limitations on when God is going to reveal himself to people. That there will come a moment, right now we live in this age of grace, where the Holy Spirit of God is convicting the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. That the Holy Spirit of God is revealing to his people the truth. And there will come a day when God will stop revealing that truth to people. There will come a day when God will stop revealing that truth to people. Here's my hope. My hope is that you'll listen to the Holy Spirit. My hope is that you will be one who speaks the truth of God into the world around you to those who have yet to follow the Holy Spirit, that you will be faithful to your heavenly Father in following the truth and revealing that truth to others regardless of when the rapture happens, before the tribulation, after the tribulation, in the middle of the tribulation, regardless of when it happens, there comes a moment. This is scary, y'all. There comes a moment when the grace of God runs out. Not for those who believe, not for those who he's signed, sealed, and delivered through his Holy Spirit and through the blood of Jesus Christ, not for those, but for the rest of the world. And as believers in this generation, we don't know who those people are. And so it's up to us to be a voice of truth. Wherever we go, the Holy Spirit of God resides in us. And so everyone we encounter today has an opportunity to interact with that Spirit of God that convicts the world of sin of righteousness and judgment. Everyone we interact with today has an opportunity to hear the truth of who God is and what it is that God has done for us and what it is that God has done for them and what the grace of God is truly all about. And so today, because we know that at some point the grace of God runs out. Let us be the ones who carry faithfully the Holy Spirit of God into every place we go, revealing the truth of who God is and calling everyone to repentance. Let's take a moment to pray about that. Father, thank you so much for the grace of who you are in our lives. And I do pray that we would take time to study these things more deeply and that we would have a better understanding of, of the timeline of when these things will happen. But more important than the timeline, I pray would be our simple obedience to you that because of the goodness of your grace in us through the Holy Spirit of God that reveals your truth to us, I pray that we would simply remain faithful to you, that everywhere we go, that every lost person we encounter would know that they've interacted with the spirit of truth that you've placed in us and that they would have an opportunity to repent of their sins, to place their faith in Jesus Christ, to receive your forgiveness and to follow you. And so I pray that we would be faithful stewards of that which you've entrusted to us and that we would represent you and honor you well. 
We love you, Father, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We're always grateful when you tune in, and I do hope that you're continuing these devotions on your own, even when these podcasts don't air. Um, we, you can subscribe uh, to this episode and to future episodes simply by pushing the subscribe button. You can help us connect with other people by liking, commenting, or sharing this episode with a friend, and you can always help us, or not help us, but you can always uh, get more devotionals like this by uh, connecting with a follower of one. That's a partner podcast that we have. They do a great job. It's Mike Henry, and he's just really exceptional at what he does. And and so you can connect with him anywhere podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the platform.